turn to 2nd Samuel 2nd Samuel 2nd Samuel Hallelujah It's your season It's your season It's your season Hallelujah 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 I see breakthrough I see healing. I said, I see healing. I see miracles. I see miracles. I, I see miracles. Can I just tell somebody something? I see, I know that it's been midnight in your life. And I know you've been suffering and I know you've been going through, but I, I see God turning that thing around. I said, I see God turning that thing around. Hey, hey. Hallelujah. I see your children getting saved. I see. When you go back to the doctor, I see a report that says you're healed. I see, I see answered prayer. And I speak it in the atmosphere today. I speak it in here. And everybody that believes it, say hallelujah. Everybody that believes it, say hallelujah. Everybody that believes it shout glory. glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Second Samuel, let's go to the fourth chapter. This is familiar to us. We've been here before, but I feel so inspired to return to Second Samuel, the fourth chapter, and then conclude in the ninth uh, chapter. And it says in the fourth verse of the fourth chapter, four and four, it says, and Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son that was lame on his feet. He was five years old when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel, and his nurse took him up and fled came to pass as she made haste to flee that he fell and became lame and his name was Mephibosheth. Let's turn to the ninth chapter. The first verse of the ninth chapter says, and David said, is there any yet left of the house of Saul that I might show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. And there was at the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when he called unto him, David the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan has a son which is lame on his feet. And he said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Mekir, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. The eighth verse says, And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant, that thou should look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, saw servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thee thy master's son all that pertains to Saul and to all of his house. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Um, I just want to uh, talk today um, from the uh, 
these words. Lord, show me who I am. Lord, show me who I am. I want to talk uh, today on this subject because of the fact that um, we are on this journey of uh, purpose and we are on this journey where we are aiming to grow. Um, we want to grow. We want to grow in every area of our lives. We want to grow spiritually. We want to grow economically. We want to grow in our wisdom. We want to grow emotionally. We want to grow in every way. If we are going to pursue and establish our purpose, the Lord spoke to me and said that before you can know what your purpose is, you got to know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you'll never know what you were created to do. If you don't know who you are, you will spend a lifetime trying to find yourself in places that were not designated for you. Many of us, the reason why we are confused and bewildered is because life has done something to us and it has so to speak it has kidnapped us it blindfolded us and it took us from the place where we were supposed to be and it deposited us in a place that was unfamiliar. And so whenever you are in a place that is either unfamiliar or a place that is not compatible or conducive to who you are, it produces a state of perplexity and even confusion sometimes about who you are. Your environment has a lot to do with your shaping. The environment that you find, I'm going to take my time and just talk for a little while. The environment that you find yourself in, if you are not careful, you will assimilate through association. And many people are acting out of character you are conducting yourself in a manner that really is not who you are. But you have adapted to the mannerisms that were around you. Because you never had the opportunity of getting to know who you really were. It's a very dangerous place to be when you are lost in an atmosphere that has no similarity or nothing about it that represents who you really are. I got to look here because we're looking at the story of really a family. Sometimes we look at an individual, but we fail to look at the history that goes beyond where that individual came from or what you see right now. Everybody is in church today and you're sitting next to individuals who they see a particular part of you. They see what you present to them. and Your knowledge of them goes back as far as your encounter with them. You remember the day that you met them. You remember when you became friends with them. 
Or maybe this is your first encounter with them when they sat next to you in church. But nonetheless, there is so much beyond what meets the eye that you don't even know. Actually, when you were born into this world, day one, you still had a story. Because you were not born in and of yourself. You were born to parents. And the parents that you were born to, they had an experience. And the experiences that they had, which were even influenced by the experiences of their parents, before you were even born, influenced your life. That's why there's conversation today about generational curses because there are some things that we deal with today that are the direct result of things that have been transpired or things that have been given to us through the bloodline through the lineage how is it that a boy or a girl that never ever met their mother or father has such strong similarities between themselves and the parent that they never either met or was not raised with or around. It is not because of the fact that they were directly influenced by them but because of what was transferred through the bloodline there are some things that you and your children are dealing with today because of what they have received through the bloodline. Yes, there are some experiences that, that we face even today because of the fact that there were some things that took place before we were even born. And today, some of us even carry burdens and carry responsibility on our shoulders and are even bound by guilt and conflicted in our mentality because we are carrying the weight and the burden of somebody else's issue, somebody else's flaw, somebody else's failure. And whether they are yet living or not because of the fact that there has not been a point where there was something that dealt with or stopped or interrupted the cycle from continuing we are still continuing to bear the burdens of people that have put burdens on us for things that we didn't even bring upon ourselves is there anybody that knows that sometimes in life you will deal with some things that you did not solicit you didn't go after it you didn't ask nobody for it you didn't ask nobody as a matter of fact is there anybody who will just be honest enough and say I didn't even ask nobody could I be here today I had nothing to do with it I don't know why you're mad at me I don't know why you're angry with me I don't know why you're not kind to me I didn't ask nobody to be here but I am here and now I'm dealing with the burden that have been transferred to me by people who have committed crimes committed sin people who have rather received things through their blood now and now I'm dealing with it and I don't know what to do and it's scary even for some of you parents when you look into the eyes of your children, when you see the behavior of your children, these toddlers, these people who are not even five years old, some of them not even walking good, it's scary because you're looking at them and you see spirits in them, you see mannerism, you see behaviors in them that remind you of something that you've seen before. You know nobody taught them that, you know nobody gave them that, but you understand that they are dealing with something that has been transferred through their bloodline but I've got a hope for you today it does not matter what curse your child or even you may be living under the Bible said that we were bought with the price and when you were bought with the price you were adopted by the blood of Jesus Christ all you need is a blood transfusion you need to learn how to infuse the blood of Jesus in the culture of your life and your family The Bible gives us to know that, that this was a dysfunctional family. 
this family was dysfunctional and we see a number of examples in scripture that remind us of dysfunctional families when the daddy did a certain thing he couldn't get along with his brothers and then he produced children that couldn't get along with one another and then they produced children that hated one another dysfunctional family how many of you know just because you are family, just because you share the same blood, it does not mean that everything is peachy cream all the time. It doesn't mean that just because you are family that people are going to love you. It doesn't mean. Did you not know that the devil, his strongest desire is to destroy families. God has instituted family. It was the first institution that God really made and he blessed it. And from the beginning of time until now, the devil is doing all he can to to try to divide families trying to conquer families and let me tell you you better wake up and understand that what's going on in your family what's going on in your house what's going on with your children what's going on with your brothers and sisters it is a plan of the enemy to divide you because the only way he can conquer you is if he can divide you all the arguing all the stress all of the hatred all of the jealousy all of these spirits that have crept in into your family the devil has sent it there because he wants to destroy your family but the next time the devil pops his ugly head up you better tell the devil I'm not going to fight against my brother I'm not going to fight against my sister I'm not going to beat my children not today I'm getting ready to cast the devil up out of this house I'm getting ready to cast the devil up out of my mind I'm getting ready to tell the devil you will not destroy this family we had to fight to get what we is there anybody in here that I had to fight to get what I have right now I had to struggle to get what I have right now and I will not go through all that I went through to get to where I am and allow the devil to destroy what God has got I had to pray for this I had to cry for this I had to suffer for this and I ain't giving up no ground devil has launched out an all-out attack on the family. My God, and before the devil can even destroy in the family, the devil has to find the weakest link. My God, the devil is looking for the weakest link. The devil is looking for somebody who is weak enough to submit and surrender to his authority. And that's why many times the enemy will even work through your children because your children are vulnerable and they are weak and he's looking to try to find some way that he can enter in and he will use whatever and whomever he can to try to distract you from fulfilling your purpose in the God, uh, he will do whatever he can uh, to try to divide and conquer uh, but he cannot enter in unless he can get a hold of somebody's mind uh, that's why the devil is doing all he can to try to attack your mind uh, my God I understand now uh, God I understand why the heaviness in here uh, because there are so many of you uh, who are in this place today but this week for you I hear God uh, this week was one of the most trying weeks uh, of your life. Uh, this week for you was a very emotional, uh, a very draining, a very stressful, uh, a very challenging week for you. I mean this week. Uh, everything that seemed like it could go wrong went wrong uh, this week. And it seemed like just when you thought uh, that you couldn't take anything else, uh, that's when it seemed like the pressure got on a little bit heavier. Uh, but let me tell you, God sent you here today huh, so that you could hear a word that would speak to your mind huh, and tell your mind to be stable and strong huh, and not to allow the enemy huh, to speak into your spirit huh, and tell you that your life is okay tell huh? somebody in here your life is worth living huh? you got to keep on pressing you got to keep on believing huh? you got to keep on pushing because whatever God huh, has promised he is going to fulfill the Lord spoke to me the Lord spoke to me and I'm going to hurry up and close 
the Lord spoke to me and told me on this week and I shared it with the prayer band this week the Lord spoke to me as I was contemplating in my mind and going over things that I prayed for God to do and looking at things that were evident in the natural but conflicted and did not correlate with what I was expecting and believing God for in the spiritual is there anybody here that understands that every now and then you will expect something to happen in the spiritual but in the natural it does not look like what you've been praying for and every now and then you will have to deal with discouragement but God spoke to me and said Micaiah you've got to understand that my concern is not so much about the process but it's about where the journey is going to take you and if you can be faithful in the process my God no matter how much pain you feel right now no matter how many tears you cry right now in the end something good is going to happen I want to tell somebody in here today it may be rough right now it may be ugly right now but if you can be faithful in the process something good is going to happen in the end and this is the confidence that we have he who started a good work is faithful to complete it he is faithful he is faithful he is faithful he is faithful he is faithful, he is faithful. He is faithful. the bible gives us to know here the bible gives us to know lord help me to hurry up the Bible gives us to know that this was a family of dysfunction. And sometimes when you are uh, dealing with, and that's why it's important, people of God, before you go to having children and before you go to hooking up with people and laying down with people, and, and certainly you shouldn't lay down with anybody that you are not legally connected to anyway. Amen. And that's why a whole lot of people today are just as confused as they can be because they've got multiple soul ties that they are connected in so many different directions. And the reason why you don't have peace in your mind is because you've got so many influences in your spirit. And what you need is for God to purge you and deliver you. You need to be delivered from little Johnny. You need to be delivered from little Sally. You need to be delivered from Bobo and Bonquisha and all of them. You need to be delivered from them because until you get delivered you will never continue you will never walk in complete peace and walk in the purpose that God has fulfilled for you to be you won't even know who you are because you're so much a part of everybody else you got so many different influences and the people that are influencing you don't even qualify to influence how can you influence me and you ain't even got yourself together your mind ain't even right your spirit ain't even clean how can you influence me but you better be careful because when you are not together and you have children you will create children who are not together because when you reproduce you reproduce after your own kind but I don't know about you I'm in church today because I need God to heal me up because I got a baby now and I want my baby to walk in healing I want my child to walk in is there anybody here today that said I want the people that come after me to walk in liberty and freedom and the only way that they're going to get delivered is if I can get delivered and be an example of what it means to be righteous I gotta tell you I gotta tell you something uh, 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 here uh, the Bible gives us to know that there was a young man by the name of Mephibosheth and, and Mephibosheth was, was he was a young man and, and he was the son of Jonathan he was the grandson of Saul Saul was the king Saul was the first king that God uh, allowed to be anointed over his people but understand that uh, there were some issues that Saul had and the main reason that Saul had issues was because of the fact that he was different. Hallelujah. Saul was different. He was, he was different than everybody else. And, and, and he didn't feel good about himself because of his differences. And, and every now and then, sometimes the devil will try to give us a complex and, and try to make us have a hang-up because of the fact that we are different and because of the fact that we don't look like everybody else and we don't talk like everybody else and we don't possess the same things 
that everybody else possesses. But you want to understand today that one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given to any man, woman, boy, or girl is the gift of individuality. When God made you, he made something that was special. He made somebody that was precious. And, and you know, I understand because I used to deal with this myself. I used to feel as if, you know, I didn't measure up to other people and that there was something about me that was not good enough. You know, I was thinking the other day, I was always the little boy that was uh, accepted in school. You know what I'm saying? I, I was in school and, and people laughed with me and played with me had school friends and what have you but I was always the same one that everybody was friends with in school but I never got an invitation to the birthday party come on I never got an invitation to the bowling alley I never got when they were passing out cards and invitation I never got one see I wore church shoes to church at the school I didn't have no Nikes and joy I didn't have that stuff I was a church boy I was different and my difference sometimes made me feel as if I didn't measure up to other individuals but what I did not know that it was the very thing that made me different that distinguished me and was God God was using to anoint me in my future. I didn't understand it then but God knew that he had to separate me. He had to make me different because somewhere down the line he knew that he needed me in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He knew that he was going to send me to the corner of 22nd and Center to minister to somebody who also felt like they didn't measure up, who also felt like they were not good enough and tell them if God could use me he could use them too and the very ones that used to look down on me the very ones that I was intimidated by when I go home today many of them if they're not dead they're strung out on drugs if they're not on drugs they are behind bars but look at me today I'm walking in my purpose I'm walking in the promise that God has made for my life and I'm glad that I can tell somebody I haven't always been where I am, haven't always dotted every I, haven't always crossed every tear, but God made something out of nothing. God stooped down and took me out of the muck and out of the mouth. God picked me up out of the degradation. God picked me up out of the societal abnormals. God changed my mind. God redirected my path. God changed my focus and he began to take something that was ugly, that was dirty, that was confused and he began to rework it and he made something special out of me and if God can do it for me. I know that God can do it for you. So here now we find Mephibosheth was a boy just like me. Mephibosheth was a boy just like me. Yes, he was a boy just like me. There are a few things here that are going on. Saul was insecure. His granddaddy was insecure because of his differences. And even though God had a calling on his life, even though God knew that he was somebody great and others knew also, if you don't believe it, if you don't know who you are, it's nobody else's responsibility to believe for you. My God, he dealt with a lot of jealousy. The Bible says that when God called him, huh? he didn't feel as if he was worthy didn't feel as if he measured up because of his differences. And then he had to deal with children picking on him and saying, Saul, huh? is that you? You a preacher now, Saul? Huh? You going to church? Is there anybody in here huh, that has encountered anybody? Is that you? Huh? You going to church now? You? Huh? You ain't clubbing no more? You? Huh? I know that ain't you. I know the real you. Huh? I know there's something else going on under the scene. Huh? I know you undercover. I know all of that. Huh? I know you ain't. I know what you like. Uh, we used to party together uh, I know that ain't you Why are you going to church What you doing in church this morning uh, Why are you faking Why are you being so phony uh, My God is it really you uh, But listen you got to learn how to disassociate uh, Yourself from anybody uh, That does not encourage you uh, To fulfill the purpose of God in your life uh, There are some people in our lives That God did not send there uh, They were sent by the devil uh, To try to snuff us out of our purpose. Uh, those are the people that keep on texting you. Uh, those are the people that keep on calling you. Uh, those are the people that now that you made up in your mind you were going to live for God. Uh, those are the ones that hit you up on Facebook uh, and they're reminding you of where you used to be and what you used to do. Uh, those are the ones uh, that you've got to press delete to. Uh, and some people uh, don't 
even merit a response. Uh, there are some people that you don't even have to give a response to. Uh, don't even talk to them because sometimes when you talk to people, uh, you give them permission to have influence over you. Uh, and when they don't qualify to influence you, uh, they don't even qualify for you to have a conversation with. Uh, you got to let them know you better talk to my hand uh, because I really don't understand. I ain't got nothing to say to you uh, because if you're not trying to help me to be what God wants me to be, uh, I need you to get to stepping. Uh, I need you to get to the curb. Uh, I need you to move to the left uh, because I've got a calling on my life. Uh, I've got a purpose. I've got an assignment. Uh, and I want you to know that uh, I want you to know in here today uh, that whoever God allowed to come out of your life, uh, my God, uh, I was driving to church this morning uh, and I said, God, I want to thank you because you've been doing uh, so many wonderful things for us. Uh, I said, God, you've been sending so many souls. Uh, God, you've been sending the help that we've been praying for. Uh, I want to thank you for everything you've done. Uh, I said, but God, uh, let me thank you for every enemy huh, that you took out of my life. Huh? I want to thank you for every fake and phony friend. Huh? I want to thank you for every imposter. Huh? Everybody that came into my life huh, and told me that they were here to support me. Huh? Told me that they love me and have my back. Huh? But I want to thank you huh, because you exposed the hand of the enemy huh, and the only people I need in my life huh, are people that you sin. Somebody needs to get over. You need to get over your feelings of being hurt. You need to get over your feelings. A feeling as if you've been dissed and you've been rejected. You own the rebound. But I, I, I need somebody that said that I may be on the rebound. But I feel myself coming back. I was in love under the wrong management. Is there anybody in here that said I had a love affair with the thing that was binding me up? But since Jesus came into my heart, he opened up my eyes and gave me new direction. And now I know what God wants me to do. And I thank God for every phony person. I thank God for every cheater. I thank God for every liar. Because if I never had a phony person, I would never know what the real thing is. If I never been lied on, I wouldn't know how to embrace the truth. I found somebody and say, I thank him. rejected by God. Saul was rejected because he didn't do what God called him to do. Because all of his life he was working to try to please people. And can I help somebody today? You will never ever ever be what God wants you to be as long as you are trying to please people. You better forget about people. People are flaky. People are People will smile in your face and they'll stab you in your back. People will talk to you one way and then when you don't do what they like, they'll switch up on you. But is there anybody here today that said, I've been hurt enough? That said, I've gone through enough. I've been disappointed enough. I've cried enough. I've been embarrassed enough. I've had to weep enough. I've been lonely enough. But now I'm ready for a real love. Now I'm ready for a real relationship that will put me in the place where I need to be. I need something that will push me toward my future. I don't need to be torn down, but I need to be anybody here that said I've been torn down enough, but I need to be built up. And if you can't help me, move around.
Bible said that Saul was confronted and, and when he was confronted the Bible, y'all trying to make me preach the Bible said that when Saul was confronted uh, by the prophet Samuel uh, Bible said uh, that Saul uh, after being asked by the prophet uh, the prophet said what did you do uh, God told you to do a particular thing and you didn't do it uh, and he said well it was the people uh, I was trying to please people uh, but the Bible said that Samuel said you have been rejected by God uh, because it is better to obey God uh, than to sacrifice. I would rather uh, please God any day uh, of my life than please you. Uh, I'm tired of trying to please people uh, who are ungrateful. Uh, you can't never satisfy. Uh, you can't never do enough for them. Uh, they'll use you until they use you up uh, and then after they use you up they'll move around and use somebody else. Uh, you better to learn how to know what your purpose is. You better learn how to know who you are. You better get acquainted with your real value because the truth of the matter is that people know who you are but when you don't know who you are that causes people to take advantage of your ignorance. My God they know that you're wonderful. They know that you got it going on. That's why they want to keep a leash on you because they don't want you to get further than them because they don't know who they really are huh? but I don't know about you I'm like Nehemiah huh? I'm on this wall huh? and I'm doing a good work and I ain't coming down huh? I ain't arguing with nobody huh? I ain't got to explain myself to you huh? I don't have to tell you why I'm doing it huh? I don't have to tell you why I'm not doing it huh? all you need to know huh? is that if you keep your eye on me huh? I'm on my way somewhere is there anybody in here that's it keep your eye on me I'm going I'm going somewhere clap your hand and give my praise in here Bible I'm trying to hurry up and the Bible said now now that here because Saul ruined his life he he passed on first of all he had a son by the name of Jonathan and, and Jonathan was deprived of love from his daddy I ain't got time to talk about daddy issues today but Saul Jonathan was deprived of love by his daddy his daddy was wrapped up in his own career he was wrapped up in his own self and he neglected to give love to his son my God y'all don't know nothing about that he neglected to give love to his child and so then Jonathan had to find a friend but thank God for a friend because God will put people in your life God will put people in your life that will bless you I want to thank God for every God sent every person that God sent in my is there anybody here that said I thank God that God sent somebody in my life we had a workshop not long ago and the workshop facilitator told us, she said, if you had a bad mother, get another one. If you had a bad daddy, get another one. Your mama may never come around. Your daddy may never come around. But you better get over it and thank God for the sperm and the egg. Thank God at least that you're here. If you never did nothing good for me, never paid child support, never bought milk, butter, never made no toast, I want to at least thank you because I'm here and since I'm here I know that God has a purpose for me as a matter of fact you were not in the plan anyway God just used you as a vehicle for me to get here because before you met my daddy is there anybody here before your mama met your daddy and your daddy met your mama God ordained you to be a prophet of to the nation. God just used y'all so that I could get here today. And I want to thank you because you helped me to get here. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not ashamed. Your mama might be a crackhead. Your daddy might be a pimp. But I ain't embarrassed because I'm not defined by who you are. You are defined by me. As a matter of fact, you have value to your name because you produced a child that was so blessed and highly favored by God. The Bible said that Mary is known all over the world. Not because she was a lawyer. Not because
because she was a teacher, not because she was a principal, not because she was a doctor, but because she gave birth to the king of kings and the lord of lords. She was somebody because she was an instrument that God used. So you ought to just say, daddy, mama, thank you, but I am who I am because God made me. Bible says, and I'm coming to a close now, huh? The Bible says that here, here Jonathan now, Jonathan, Jonathan also has a son. And because of the sin, and because of the sin of Saul, because of the disobedience of Saul, my God, the generations suffer. Because of Saul's wrongdoing, he caused his son, uh, his life to come to an end. Saul and his sons, their lives came to an end. Gang violence. Anybody know anything about gang violence? Their life came to a senseless death. Saul turned into a gangster. Saul turned into a mobster. My God. And because of his lifestyle, it transferred to his son. My God. And then his son had a son by the name of Mephibosheth. And he was born in the midst of this chaos. Is there anybody here today that said, I may have been born in the midst of some chaotic situation. I was born in the midst of trash. I was born under the influence of negativity. I was born in the as a matter of fact, the reason why I'm so hyper is perhaps because my mother was on crack or my daddy was an alcoholic and they called me a crack baby. Is there anybody in here that said I was born? I was born in obscurity. I was born. I was born in a family that was disintegrated. I was born in a situation that really was not positive. Is there anybody here? Because a whole lot of our little boys and little girls, and they're sitting in church today, and I'm so glad that they're here. They're here today, and they were born in environments that were negative. You're walking around here calling these boys and girls bad. You're calling them fast and no good for nothing. But you don't understand they were born in a negative environment. They were deprived of love. Daddy never was there. Mama never was there. And if mama or daddy were there, the poverty level was so great that they had to work so hard in order to make ends meet. That little Johnny and little Sally were left to raise themselves. All the responsibility that should have been there was given to somebody else. The Bible said Mephibosheth was born in this chaos and instead of his mama taking care of him, it don't say nothing about his mama anywhere, but instead of his mama being there, instead of his daddy protecting him, mothers and fathers, you are protectors. You better learn how to get over your children. Watch them like a hawk. You you better learn how to watch where they go. You better get up in their business. Watch who they're talking to. Don't let them spend the night at everybody's house. Don't let them go to every event and every activity because everybody is not watching for your children like you're watching for them. But the Bible said that his nurse, he had a nanny that was responsible for taking care of him. But she really didn't have all the tools that it took. And the Bible said while she was trying to do the best she could, the Bible says she ran and in haste when the boy was five years old, she dropped him and he became handicapped. And now because he's handicapped, he is living in a place called Lodabah. Lodabah was a place where they put misfits of society. 
Lodabah was a place where they put handicapped people. Lodabah was a place where they put people that couldn't do for themselves. Lodabah was a place where they put people away whose families were not proud of them. It was a place that put you out of place. It was a place of high poverty. There was a great number of statistics there. Great number of disease was running rampant in Lodabah. I'm in the Bible. The Bible gives us to know that it was not the ideal place to live. It was not the place that you laid down and dreamed about. Is there anybody in here that has ever woken up in a situation where you were not in the place where you dreamed about? Is there anybody that ever had a dream when you were a little boy or a little girl? You said one day when I grow up I'm going to live in a mansion. One day when I grow up I'm going to marry a good old woman or a good man that's going to love me. But when you grow up you woke up in a marriage where that man was going upside your head or that woman was talking to you like you were a piece of bubble gum on the bottom of her shoe my God have you ever been devastated in life before but the Bible said that she dropped him and he was in Lodabah but just because he was in Lodabah it did not mean that his location uh, changed his destination uh, it did not mean that because he was there uh, that he was not who God said he was uh, he was in Lodabah uh, he was my God uh, down in the house of Makir uh, my God he didn't know who he was uh, because he was a young boy uh, when this happened uh, he was a child when it happened uh, and so when you're a child you go through things uh, and sometimes you don't understand why you're suffering uh, as a result of what you've been through uh, but the Bible uh, the Bible said uh, that after a while uh, can you imagine how he felt being down there uh, folks probably picked on him uh, anything he had somebody had to give it to him uh, but after a while David said, is there anybody else? I want you to know that God will remember. I want you to know that God will. I feel God in here. I want you to know that God will remember. You may have suffered all of your life. You may have gone through all of your life. You may have cried all of your life. You may have been in bondage all of your life. But God will remember. And the Bible said that David said, now David is elevated as the king. And here the Bible said, uh, as we see that, that Mephibosheth uh, had some of the same issues that his granddaddy had. Uh, because David said, is anybody left uh, of the house of Saul that I can show kindness to? Uh, and when they said, yes, Mephibosheth is in Lodabah, uh, my God, uh, he said, well, bring the boy here. Uh, and when Mephibosheth came, he said, yes, master, uh, your servant is answering. Uh, he said, I'm going to show kindness to you. Uh, the Bible said, Mephibosheth said, what is it uh, that you would have kindness towards such a dead uh, dog uh, as me? Uh, it sounds just like what his granddaddy said uh, when God called him to be king. Uh, sometimes that low self-esteem, uh, that lack of knowing who you are, uh, it's been passed on through the generation. Uh, but God sent a man of God into his life uh, that told him who he was. Uh, and I can just imagine that as he began to talk, uh, David began to tell him about his family. Uh, you know, the people down there in Lodabah, they probably knew who he was. Uh, but because they were haters uh, and because they were jealous, uh, they knew who he was. Uh, but they may not have told him uh, who he really was. Uh, but I hear uh, Mephibosheth getting anxious and excited. Uh, tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, and I can hear in my spirit uh, him saying, well, all I need to know uh, is uh, who I am. Uh, and if you tell me who I am, uh, I'll do what I've been called to do. Uh, what there's somebody in here today uh, that has been in Lodabah. Uh, you've been in degradation. Uh, you've been in misery. Uh, you've been out 
out of place. But God is calling you to a higher place. Mephibosheth was called out of Lodabar. And David said, you are the son of a royal lineage. You are a royal preacher. But I can hear him saying, but I'm from the ghetto. He said, no, you live in the ghetto. But that ain't where you're from. He said, but I'm a dead dog. No, you feel like a dead dog. But that ain't who you are. I'm going to dress you up. I'm going to fix you up. And I'm going to sit you at my table. And you're going to live in your purpose for the rest of your Is there anybody that said, I'm living in Lodabar. I'm living in the valley. I'm going through challenges. I'm going through issues. I'm going through circumstances. I've been rejected. I've been neglected. I've been devastated. I've been wounded in life. But if I could just find out who I am, I will pursue my purpose. Is there anybody here today that said, I just need God to tell me what my name is. I just need to find out what my identity is because society and the people around me have made me think certain things about myself. They have put labels on me and I took the labels upon myself but if God can show me another way I'll come out a load about and I'll do what God wants me to do. I'll be about my purpose. Uh, is there anybody in here uh, on this morning uh, that said I'm chasing uh, after my purpose uh, I'm chasing uh, after my destiny uh, I'm chasing uh, after my calling uh, I'm chasing uh, after my anointing uh, I've been through hell high water I've been through the storm and I've been through the rain I've been lied on I've been wounded I've been mistreated I've been abused but if God can do anything with me my soul my soul said yes my soul my soul said I guess I gotta preach by myself today my soul my soul said yeah it may have taken a long time for me to get here but I am here and I thank God because down through the years God's been good down through the years God's been faithful down through the years God's been kind and I'm on my way somewhere I've come to tell you that God will he'll remember you may be in Lodabar you may be beneath your privilege but God will he will remember he will remember who you are and what you should be doing and when he calls you you need to lift your hand and say my soul say yes my soul say yes I'm ready to pursue my calling I'm ready to pursue my destiny I'm ready to pursue my purpose I'm ready to go all the way with God and if anybody should ask you what's the matter with me just tell them I'm purpose driven I've been called and anointed for this I was made to be able to weather the storm I can handle any test I can handle any trial I can handle the persecution as a matter of fact what I went through it didn't break me but it made me I'm better because of my storm I'm better because in Lodabar I had to suffer when I was in Lodabar it taught me how to be humble it taught me how not to be arrogant and now that God has called me I'm ready to be compassionate I'm ready to tell somebody I used to be in the gutter I used to be in the valley I used to be down at the bottom of the barrel but God picked me up turned me around 
and made something out of me. Is there anybody in here that will be honest and say, I don't come from the best beginning, but I believe that my ending is greater than my beginning. The worst is behind me and the best is yet to come. I'm getting ready to get out of here, but before I go, I gotta tell you that delay don't mean denied. Just because you've been skipped over, it doesn't mean that you're out. When God gets ready to bless you, can't nobody do nothing about the blessings of the Lord. For the blessings of the Lord make us rich and I add no sorrow. God's getting ready to open up the windows of heaven out a blessing upon you that you don't have enough room to receive God's getting ready to bless you God's getting ready to blow your mind God's getting ready to restore you God's getting ready to heal you I wonder do you see what I see I see God moving by his power I see God Showing up at your house, I see God showing up in your family, I see God showing up in your body, I see increase, 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 I come to tell you that Lodabai was a place with disease, Lodabai was a place with sickness, but I learned that Lodabai was geographically located in a place called Gilead, and my grandmama told me there's a bomb in Gilead, my grandmama told me that the Gilead bomb will heal the sickness, so is there anybody in here that's in sickness and disease is around me, but what didn't kill me all these years can't kill me right now. I'm going all the way. God kept you from the evil. God kept you through the rain. He kept you through divorce. He kept you through joblessness. He kept you through the rape, molestation, rejection, sickness, abandonment. He kept you. He kept you. He did it. Let it kill you. He did it. Let it stop you. And whatever don't kill you, it'll help you to be better. I'm going to another level. Tell somebody I'm going to another level. Mothers and fathers, hold on. Don't stop praying. God is going to hear your prayer. Your children are coming home. Your family is getting delivered. That boy is coming out of jail. That girl is coming off the corner. Goodwill. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I said God will. I said God will. I said God will. God will make a way out of no way. I see God getting ready to move up and down the aisle. I see God getting ready to go in and out of the aisle. I see God getting ready to heal your mind, to heal your spirit, and tell you who you are. Well, Pastor, tell me. Who am I? I am the righteousness of God. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am blessed in the city. I am blessed in the field. I am blessed when I go and blessed when I come. I am 
associated with the celebration he was invited to the table because he was promoted from 